Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Earn and redeem reward points when you order McDelivery via the My Maccas app. Value means more at Maccas. Welcome to the Maccas Run. Yes, indeed. On a Monday night, Brent Phillips uh, in the chair. It's uh, wonderful to have your company. Of course, a little cameo between now and 8 o'clock as we uh, wrap up some of the big news stories of the day. Uh, we talk tennis, of course, after 8 o'clock. Always a staple on a Monday night with uh, the first serve. And we'll uh, dish up the sporting capital after uh, 10 o'clock tonight. I'll bring you some of the best uh, chats on a Monday if you've been uh, away from the radio. But if you'd like to join me for the next uh, half hour... You can certainly do that on the Harcourt's open line, one three hundred seven three six seven three six For all things real estate, you can speak to Harcourt's. If you prefer to jump on the temper text, you are very welcome, 0433981116. Temper, a mattress like no other, 40 winks serious about uh, sleep. Big weekend of footy. It's been dissected a lot across all the SEN shows uh, today. Uh, I said at the MCG yesterday, they are... A compelling team to call. I, I never thought I'd say it, that, dare I say it, that the Collingwood Football Club is probably my favourite team. And this is a person that stood in the outer at Victoria Park all those years ago, heavily outnumbered by the Black and White Army. I couldn't wait to get out of there. But right now, they are the most compelling side to watch in the competition. Top of the table, 28 points. Melbourne is a genuine premiership contender on 24 we're not quite sure to make of the Saints long-term this year, but they banked another win, an early season win yesterday in the ugly affair at uh, Marvel, sitting in third spot on 24, a trip to Adelaide this week. Uh, the Lions with their five in a row, is this the year that Brisbane really now start to emerge as a genuine, a genuine premiership threat? Certainly there appears to be all the components there. You add in Josh Dunkley to that midfield and maturing group who have been close and have been knocking on the door for four years. And sometimes it can take you a good four, five, six, seven years to actually get to the Holy Grail. But Brisbane seem to be closer than they ever have been. Uh, Port Adelaide uh, sitting in fifth position on the AFL table. All you can do is win. Not convincing everyone in the football world that they are perhaps a, a top four team. They've got North Melbourne down in uh, Tassie this week. So another opportunity to bank an early season win. The Cats are pairing along nicely. The Bulldogs certainly staying to look like a top eight team after a bit of a shaky start. And when you're led by the Rolls-Royce and one of the classiest in the competition in Marcus Bond and Pelly, you're always going to be around the mark. And Carlton, well, that's been the talking point uh, all day. It'll continue to be the talking point over the next four or five weeks. It's a tough stretch for the Blues. And uh, some of that early season shine has certainly gone away. That's been dissected right across SEM, whether it's personnel, whether it's method. Uh, the Carlton supporters on edge, agitated. It's been a long time between drinks of making the finals. And if you just put your footy fan hat on, you can understand uh, certainly the frustration because the expectation this year is that they would take the next step, but they're stumbling at the moment. Uh, the Bombers still in the mix. I think is highlighted certainly on Sports Day that's preceded me uh, tonight. I think Sam Edmonds certainly brought it to the table that uh, they got off to a great start. Obviously, 
if they had a got over the top of Collingwood on Anzac Day after really laying the foundations beautifully. They're in the game against Geelong. Uh, led, of course, Port Adelaide for the bulk of the day, but Port Adelaide, uh, of course, with all those scoring shots, were uh, going to get over the line in the end. So the Bombers are uh, in that sort of mix of teams. I think certainly they're playing a better brand of footy, no doubt. They're, they're bringing their fans back to the footy who uh, are encouraged about what Essendon are producing this year. Uh, Adelaide have looked like a top-eight team. Gee, they win that game against Collingwood. The unfortunate um, uh, part of losing that game against Collingwood last week is that the follow-up is you go to the fortress at Geelong at GMHBA, which is not the ideal next match, but they're in the mix at four and four. It becomes a, a massive game against the Saints this week. Having watched Sydney, all of us who... Whether you're a fan, whether you're in a commentator role, you could always bank it in that Sydney uh, are going to be good more often than not. If they lose, they're not going to lose by too much. They're going to be highly competitive, but right now the polish has gone off Sydney. Their ball use at times, and particularly their set shot kicking yesterday, was absolutely horrendous. So Sydney and Fremantle, what a big Saturday afternoon that is going to be. Three and five. Uh, the loser really puts themselves out of the mix. So the Giants have been pretty honest and brave for this year. There was always going to be a transition period under Adam Kingsley. Uh, the Gold Coast, once again, they're behind the eight ball. But they walk away from Saturday going, gee, we were, we were right there. I mean, their contested ball stuff there, uh, their ability to play a bit of blue-collar footy and roll the sleeves up is a credit to a group who have bought in, I think, but are trying to find consistency in all of that to go longer uh, throughout the course of a match. And against Melbourne, you've got to go long because Melbourne don't lose last quarters. Uh, I saw the Tigers on the weekend. I know it's West Coast. West Coast have sort of lost their name this year, often being referred to as Witches Hats. I think there's a couple of good young kids that uh, West Coast can be excited about in the future. Young Ruben Jimby, I think, is going to be a really good player. But the Tigers just need to... Uh, get that win and try and build some confidence. A big Friday night date, of course, uh, with the Cats. Uh, North Melbourne, we know the struggles. There was going to be some more pain, even if you bring in a four-time premiership coach in Alistair Clarkson. Uh, the Eagles are in a really tough spot, no doubt, with the lack of personnel. And the Hawks know what they're doing. They've set the plan. And there's going to be some pain. But they know where they're going. And if your club knows where they're going and they're setting the direction, everyone's buying in, you get the supporters on board... Well, you just cop uh, some of the losses that are going to come. one three hundred seven three six seven three six oh four double three ninety eight eleven sixteen. Brett, bite your tongue. You should never say that about Collingwood, Joe. Well, I've got to say it. I mean, tell me, tell me a better team to watch in the competition right now, uh, Joe. Oh four double three ninety eight eleven sixteen or one three hundred seven three six seven three six. And it's a side that plays a brand of footy that you cannot take your eyes off. Now, is it going to lead them to the Holy Grail? Where do they sit at the Collingwood Footy Club uh, right now? You know, who are the genuine teams that can win this premiership? I mean, right now we've got Collingwood, Melbourne, St Kilda and Brisbane, I think is a very legitimate top four. Port Adelaide, not quite sure. We expect the Cats to keep spiking. So throw them into that mix. Well, really Geelong, if we're looking at it, sitting in six, but really are a top four team because we're not quite sure what St Kilda's going to do for the rest of the year. But uh, the Collingwood side, I think, is still a work in progress. That's the scary part, that they could potentially uh, get even better. Uh, Saints fans, what did you make of uh, yesterday? I mean, sometimes you just got to bank those wins 
games that you're expected to win. And North Melbourne, we're going to certainly try and, you know, shut St Kilda down, uh, not play the uh, most attractive brand of football, try and deny St Kilda possession. Uh, we know St Kilda under Ross Lyon are going to defend really well. It's going to be their DNA. So they keep a, another team to a pretty low score. And, yeah, that is something we've become accustomed to under the uh, the tenure of Ross Lyon as a coach. But I've been to games this year where I've called St Kilda where we've got the balance really, really nice between the offence and the defence, where they've been able to defend the ground really well and sc- still score 14, 15 goals. So it's horses for courses uh, certainly every week. But wh- where does St Kilda sit for you? Is this the real deal? Can this Saints team actually hold their ground and be a top eight side? Now... A Ross Lyon coach team is always going to be a team that's hard to play against. So they've laid a great foundation, uh, St Kilda. If they uh, go to Adelaide this week and beat the Crows and you're 7-2 and two after nine games, gee, not many teams in history have fallen away. I can only think of the Kangaroos under Brad Scott who got off to that great start a few years ago. I think they were 10-1 and one and had a disastrous uh, second half of the season. So... Not too many teams uh, drop their guard when they've uh, got the early wins uh, on the board. Uh, the quarter pounder is a classic for a reason. Uh, bringing us the Macca's run uh, tonight. one three hundred seven three six seven three six 736 or 433 Chris has called in in Oak Park. Chris, uh, welcome along, mate. Great to have you on board. Thanks for having me, boys. Um, just wanted to speak on Buddy Franklin and the booing that you know occurred on the weekend. I was at the game. Um, and I've got to say, Nick Dacos... The targeting that Collingwood supporters, I guess, were confronted with of, you know, their prodigal son, I guess, um, me being one, um, it was a bit disheartening watching that. And then, I guess, when Buddy Franklin's got the ball, you know, a club champion for Sydney and an all-time great, you kind of want to have your true sense as a, as a Collingwood fan. And not that I was involved in any of booing, or nor, nor everyone, anyone around me, but I kind of get being the 24th man that Craig McRae and Darcy Moore keep talking about the Collingwood fans, um, it's kind of understandable that you want to co- tr- like get involved and I guess like speak your mind a bit in, in any way possible and that's kind of what the booing was about I reckon. But why just him specifically Chris? Well, I guess Buddy's kind of been a target from from every club and he's just that good of a player that who else would you pick on? It's Buddy Franklin really. He's just an absolute weapon and who, why wouldn't you target a weapon like Sydney did not Nick Dacos? Yeah. I mean, we're all sort of wired a bit differently, aren't we? And I've been a passionate fan sitting in the outer. You know, you lose your voice. You're one-eyed. Yeah. You think uh, every free kick should go your way. But I've never thought sitting out in the crowd just to boo an opposition player. Yeah. But uh, I think Collingwood supporters are they're bred a bit differently for the most part. Well, I mean, we're not just, you know, this is not just isolated to Buddy. We've seen this across the competition this year. Jason Horn francis obviously, you know, getting booed by, you know, non-North Melbourne supporters. So that, you know, that that's a bit bizarre uh, in itself. And, I mean, for any of us who have sat out in the outer, it can be quite a hilarious afternoon just to uh, have a listen to the banter and some of the stuff that comes out of people's mouths. But uh, it's, a, it's a chance to vent. But I just don't understand it. I just think the champions of the game... Uh, we're not asking uh, opposition fans to give them a standing ovation, but uh, I just think the booing is totally unnecessary and it really is yeah, a bit of common sense. And conformity plays a part in that as well. Yep. Yeah. Good on you, Chris. Thank you, mate. Uh, appreciate it. Uh, there's been plenty of opinions on the booing all day on SCN. I've been listening to uh, 
uh, a lot of the calls and and like anything uh, with Talkback Radio, uh, you know, <laughs> it often is split down the middle in terms of what uh, people view as fair and uh, not fair. But calling the game yesterday, I just thought it was quite bizarre every time he went near the footy that you're booing a guy that's kicked over a thousand goals and will get in as one of the legends of the game. Mind-boggling to me, but to others, uh, just um, you know, part of the course of going to a, a game of footy. So. Uh, each uh, each to their own. Uh, 1-300-736-736-043-98-11-16 if you want to have your say. So just that Magpie statement, if you haven't uh, heard it uh, today, I might just uh, read that out uh, for you. Uh, we apologise to the Sydney Swans and to Lance Buddy Franklin. The club does not support booing uh, champions of the game. Yesterday was the first time we played the Swans at the MCG in a decade. It provided an opportunity to uh, respect a champion of the game and we fell short, but he is a great of Australian football. What he's achieved on the field over a long period of time demands a high level of respect. To our members and supporters, we are on an exciting journey at Collingwood. We do not take for granted the unwavering support you provide uh, us with at every game, home or away. Our fans turn up like no other. You're our 19th player. You're loud, you're passionate, you're emotional. We hope the next time we get the chance to witness a champion of the game, we treat them with respect. The same respect we ask for when it comes to our players and our champions. When our club has the opportunity, we stand side by side with uh, the greats of the game. So that was the uh, statement uh, put out by Collingwood from their captain, Darcy Moore, uh, their senior coach, Craig McRae, and the CEO also in uh, Craig Kelly. one three hundred seven three six seven three six. Collingwood target. Jack Watts, short memory, uh, Pies fans. Evening, Brett. What's happening with Raphael Nadal? Any update? Is he still injured? Also, everyone's taking up. Uh, Collingwood has people forgotten what Brisbane did to them at the Gabba. Uh, the Lions, if I just uh, complete that little text here, the Lions should have won by heaps more to cheers from Andrew. I'll answer the Raphael Nadal question on the first serve coming up after uh, 8 o'clock. We're going to get across to uh, Nick Lester, who... Uh, was calling the Madrid final overnight. He has pulled out of Rome. Nadal, whether he's going to get to the start line for Roland Garros, we'll have to wait and see in the next uh, little while. Uh, quick break. We'll come back with uh, more of your calls and your texts here on the Macca's Run. Earn and redeem reward points when you order McDelivery via the My Macca's app. Value means more at Macca's. The Macca's Run. The Macca's Run. Live on your home of sport, SEM. Welcome back to the Maccas Run here on SEN on this uh, Monday night. Brett Phillips uh, in the chair, one three hundred seven three six seven three six, or the temper text. You can grab us there, 0433981116. Josh wants to weigh into the booing. Josh, uh, welcome to the show. Yeah, good evening. I, I'm another one of those people that was there, but, you know, wasn't booing. But my, my take on it from today is I'm just amazed at how much criticism there is about it i don't understand how the word boo or booing how it's offensive and i haven't heard anything from franklin to say he was offended um there was also papley being booed and and quite frankly what are you allowed to say at the footy yeah i mean i've heard people say a lot worse than that and you know sometimes an umpire gets a mistake wrong there are parts of the crowd that are swearing that it's, you know, and you, everyone's heard it when they say bull, you know, mm. the rest. Mm. Yep. That will never be heard in the media. You never hear like, oh, the crowd shouldn't swear like that. But the boo, like what's offensive about the boo? Like, is Franklin come out and said he's, is it racist? Does he feel like it's racist? Or Yeah, no, I, I take what you're saying, I, I, Josh, and 
you know, you actually, um, you know, it make a bit of sense in what you're saying. But I, I just think when it's a, when it's a resounding boo across a big ground like the MCG, seventy plus thousand there yesterday, for a guy that has you know played what over three hundred games, over a thousand goals, been a legend of the game. I think there was one here on the text. Um, yeah, sorry. I boo blokes that go around elbowing blokes in the back of the head over their whole career. But he's a champion, so we should all just shut up from Nick. I mean, can we say that about Buddy Franklin? That he, I mean, the insinuation there is that he's a dirty player and he's been doing this for over 300 games and, um, you know, has warranted uh, fans uh, really you know, going to another level in terms of their barracking against him. I mean, I get what you're saying. Uh, Josh, but I just think when it's a resounding boo like that for a champion of the sport, I just think it's it's just it, it leaves a sour taste. I think. I mean, we're not we're not saying. I mean, buddy, players in the limelight they couldn't care less unless you know there's racism uh, involved and there's you know remarks coming from the other side of the fence. I mean, boos are part of it, uh, and we cop it. I, I don't mind if a guy's lining up for goal. That's a natural reaction to boo. If a uh, player's having a three-throw in basketball, people boo. But just when the same player has been booed every time they get a possession, to me, that's just a little bit childish, to be totally frank. Uh, but I appreciate your call. Uh, Adrian's in Taylor's Lakes. Adrian, welcome. Hey, hey Brett, how are you? Good, mate. Um, I like the last bit you said um, about, you, you know, booing a champion. I, I love Buddy. I go for Collingwood. I was there, so I love watching Buddy. I've watched him for however long he's played, and I've always loved watching him. But if you, a lot of the people were booing with smiles on their faces. It wasn't, you know, an angry boo on, you know, get off the ground, you're a cheat, you're this. It was none of that, mate. But it's like the media have their own lawyers or something, <laughs> and they start twisting all right. these words yeah. and start just manipulating the story and adding fuel to the fire, derailing Collingwood again. I'll tell you, mate, if they're at the bottom of the ladder... Everyone will have a smile on their face. No one would care (laughs) because they're at the top, and it's true. Brett, you know this, mate. If everyone in the media said, we hate you guys, I'll say, thanks. Now let's move on. But you don't. You want to act like smart people and say it in a, you know, tongue-twisting way and put all these fancy words on it. I live in the western suburbs of Melbourne, man. I couldn't tell you half the things you say. I wouldn't understand them. (laughs) But I'll tell you something now. If you were honest, hey, and you said, yes. and you said, yeah. mate, we, if Jared Wheatley rang up, uh, started the show tomorrow morning saying, I hate Collingwood, I'll go, sweet. Mm. <laughs> but uh, you don't. You, you, he, he, uh, just say it, mate. Just say it, and I'll be happy. Okay. Uh, Adrian, look, I, I don't live in, uh, I don't live in Leafy Turek, um, so uh, I, I'm a man who spent a lot of time in the outer uh, at the footy, uh, supporting uh, my team uh, back in the day, the mighty uh, Roy boys. So I, I've been amongst all the banter and everything else. Um, I just think, and, you know, I didn't really come in here with the intention of talking about booing uh, tonight in this little cameo of the uh, Maccas runner. has been done to death uh, today. But, you know, just when I was sitting in the commentary chair uh, yesterday and it's sort of going on and on and on, you're thinking, why? What does it even need to happen to a guy who's been an absolute superstar of the sport? I mean, concentrate on your own team and just barrack for your own team. Uh, if you know, Buddy's having a shot for goal, yeah, okay, throw on a few boos, but do we need to boo him every time? If he gets uh, 25 touches, 25 times we're going to boo him throughout the day? To me, that's uh, pretty childish, um, if you ask me. But, hey, we could just, you know, 
go uh, around and around and around. And I'm not, um, just because I work in the media, it uh, doesn't make me sort of, uh, you know, above uh, you guys out there. I'm just giving you a view. And uh, footy fans are passionate. I understand that. Uh, we're going to switch to the first serve. We do talk tennis, 8 o'clock every Monday night, coming up after the break. Thank you.